Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, and welcome to Paranormal Thoughts Podcast. And as always, thanks for joining me. Got a pretty interesting topic on the podcast today. I'm talking about the Star Child Skull. I'm sure maybe some of you have heard of this, and I'm sure there's still probably a lot of you who haven't as well. It's interesting because I think it's probably the biggest smoking gun in any sort of alien extraterrestrial theories that we know of. But yet, it was something that I hadn't really heard a ton about until I started looking into it. And then when I did, it really opened my eyes to what else could be out there and what else we might actually know what's right under our nose. But before we get into that, just a couple of things. So if you enjoy this podcast or any of the previous episodes, please feel free to subscribe, like, follow. Depending on the platform you listen to your podcast on, we'll give you that different option. Also, jump on to our blog, paranormalthoughtspodcast.wordpress.com. For this episode, that's going to be pretty crucial because I'm going to put a bunch of images, any sort of diagrams that I speak about. While I'm recording this episode, I'll be looking at this material as well. So the Star Child skull was found in Mexico in 1930. And this skull was found about 100 miles south of Chihuahua. A young teenage girl, I believe, was on holidays and she was out having a little bit of a look around the village where her family was staying. And she came across a abandoned mine tunnel. And she was told not to actually go out much further than where the village was, but her being a teenager, she wanted to go go have a bit of an explore. And so she came across this tunnel and she actually found a skeleton. This skeleton's just lying in the middle of the floor and she notices there's a small deformed hand coming out of the ground beside where this full length normal skeleton was. So the girl actually dug up the other bones and she found a smaller deformed body. Her plan was to collect the bones and actually bring them back to America with her but she couldn't at that time so she actually scooped up all the bones and hid them. And when she returned to get the bones I guess she thought of a way to actually pick all these bones up in some sort of basket or something. There was a flash flood or flooding of some sort that went through 
this area. So all of the bones were washed away other than the two skulls. So the regular human-looking skull and then the other deformed skull. And at this time too, the the girl didn't think anything much more of the deformed-looking skull, nothing else out of the ordinary. And she kind of had the idea that this was a mother and child as they were buried together. So this woman held on to these skulls, kept them in a box under a floor, something like that, for quite some time until she was getting quite on an age and decided to pass these skulls on to someone. This was around the early 90s, and... Ray and Melanie Young were the people who became the owners of the skulls from this girl who found them. Melanie was actually a nurse, and when she saw the deformed skull, she thought there's something off about this. This is not what a deformed person, from what she knew, looked like. And it was interesting because both Ray and Melanie were actually part of MUFON, Mutual UFO Network, and thought the skull kind of resembled a bit of a grey alien. So they thought, all right, well, why don't we do a little bit more research into this? This is where Lloyd Pye comes into the story, and he researched humanoid-type beings. He got involved and didn't think much of it himself at the time. He thought this skull was just deformed, pretty much, and he didn't really think too much of it, but he decided, yeah, all right, we'll do some research. And then as he kind of got further into this, he started to come to the conclusion that what he was dealing with wasn't human. And he thought, you know, he'd be looking at this for a month or two and it ended up being about 12 years of dedication and research into actually figuring out what the skull that was found in Mexico in the 30s was. If you look at the picture on the blog, you see a side-by-side of both skulls that were found, the supposed mother. And as you can see, she definitely has a regular skull. Both of the skull's lower jaws are missing and that's because... Your lower jaw actually isn't a part of your skull. But next to that is what they start to name the star child skull. From what we can see, the head was definitely the biggest giveaway that there's something not quite right with the skull. So a regular human skull, rather than it being almost a perfect type circle, we sort of have a bit of a dome at the top of our head. But the star child skull, I could almost explain more of like a pumpkin or something that it kind of protrudes out of the sides a little bit more and then comes to this more rounded curve at the top. I suppose to some extent, yeah, a bit like a grey alien head. The definite other noticeable thing would be, of course, the nose as well doesn't quite look right either. So that's that's a few things just there from just actually looking at both skulls side by side. But of course, when they actually start to do some testing of both skulls, that's where it starts to get really interesting. So keep in mind too, all of this sort of first testing was to literally figure out what had happened to the skull because most people who are looking at it, of course, are going to think this is some sort of deformity. But as they kind of research it further, it looks less and less like that. The human eye sockets are about two inches deep, but on the star child's skull, they weren't even half an inch deep. The eyes must have sat far more shallow into the actual skull. Every human nose has a dip in it. Either way, your nose goes down. And we also have brow ridges. But on the star child skull, there was no brow ridges and there was no dip in the nose. And something else which was really interesting as well, they couldn't find the star child skull having any sinuses. And you look into what sinuses actually do and a lot of people have the misconception about what they're actually there to do, but apparently they actually give us the ability to talk. So they actually think that sinuses enhance our voices. 
from a profile view, it's actually missing an inion, and that's where your neck actually joins to the back of your skull. And also, if you feel the back of your head, we actually have this little protrusion if you follow your neck up to the back of your head. And the star child skull actually had a dent rather than a bump, so it went in the opposite direction. And they could also see that the ear holes sat a lot lower on the head. Another interesting thing was that the neck would have been half the size of a human's neck, which is interesting because this head is quite large. It's quite, as I said, has that protruding, there's protruding sides and this big head held by this really small neck. The balance points as well were different, so where the neck actually meets the skull. So in humans, ours kind of sits back of the centre, and that's just because uh, we have a lot of weight in the front and also all the weight in the back from our brain. But on the star child skull, it actually sits directly in the centre of the head. That would have to do with a, a few different things, so it actually missing sinuses and the eyes not being near as deep. So it's kind of, assu- we're assuming that because there's less going on in the front of the head, unlike what we have, the makeup of the star child skull, it makes sense for the head to be meeting the neck dead center to balance out the weight. So they were able to figure out how big the brain would be. So they measured the human skull. The man who measured it assumed that it was going to be about 1,200 cubic centimeters. So human brains are usually between 1,200 to 1,400 cubic centimeters. In smaller people, their brain's more likely to be 1,200. So that's what he assumed. And yep, that's about what the woman's brain was. And then he kind of looked at the star child and assumed that probably going to be about the same sort of size. And it turns out that the star child was actually 1,600 cubic centimeters, a fair bit bigger than the average human brain. So this is where it's a bit interesting because we have this skull where quite a few things are smaller. Take the neck, for example. But yet we have this quite a big protruding head and a bigger brain and no sinuses. So you can kind of start to draw conclusions to why the skull is made up the way it is. It has a bigger head to fit more brain. And a bigger brain, as we kind of always put together, means more intelligence. And the fact that it had no sinuses might mean that it didn't speak with its mouth, but more so of ET contact, which is telepathic, which from the makeup of the skull, it seems to make sense that that could be what was going on here. When they actually measured how thick the skull was, it was half the thickness of a human skull two times as strong. So when they actually cut samples, it was a lot harder to cut the star child skull. And it turns out it's because the star child skull is actually made up of tooth enamel, which is twice as hard as regular bone. But it also had teeth, so we can assume that it was eating. It also had temporary type teeth, like what children have or sharks have many rows of teeth. So if they lose one, it's not an issue. So that's where they came up with the idea that this child was probably about four to six years old or so. But then when they actually looked on the wear of the teeth, it was probably close to, say, a 40-year-old's teeth. So you can imagine at this point, they're thinking, well, what is this? Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. 
no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. You know, this, it's definitely something that is quite out of the ordinary. The top of the star child's head, the fontanel, which is the part of the skull of a baby's head that is quite soft. And as the infant grows older, the head, it gets stronger. So, and as you know, if you lay down, if you lay a baby down for too long, its head goes flat. Or even if they start getting dehydrated, you can actually see the sink in the top of their head. The head starts to dip. And it's seemed to believe that the star child's skull was really soft at the top so its fontanel never quite grew to the point of a regular adult. That was another reason for them believing that the skull was one of a child's but of course from the teeth being how old they actually were it didn't seem to match up that this was a child. And of course some people's fontanels actually never develop. There's something really interesting that uh, seems to happen if people either have a soft fontanels or go to the point of actually drilling holes in their head. And this was actually a theory that I heard from Lee Papqui. She speaks about people who have heightened awareness. And it's not a new concept by any means. A few people have done some significant research into it. And it's that our brains have a lot of pressure up against the top of our skulls. And that actually has some downsides and that if the brain could actually pulsate more, we have more creativity, heightened sense of self, heightened awareness. People whose fontanels don't actually harden, they actually have more creativity and all of these different things I was just explaining. So there were people who would start to try to drill holes in their head and they had the same type of reaction where the brain has more room to pulsate. So if this is the case with the star child skull, that the brain, because the top of the skull is softer, that the brain is actually able to expand more and they have this heightened sense of self, they are able to be smarter and achieve more because 
they don't have their brain being smushed up against the top of their skull. It's an interesting theory and it kind of makes a lot of sense. So they were able to figure out that both skulls died about 900 years ago. So we're dealing with a really ancient discovery. Anything over 50 years, anything that's been dead for over 50 years is considered ancient and is much harder to work on, especially at this time in about late 90s, early 2000s. So to find people to actually be able to run testing on something that is 900 years old and to do it properly is pretty hard, of course. And a lot of people didn't actually want to have anything to do with it when the word started getting around that it wasn't human. People just want to disprove it or just have nothing to do with it. And that makes sense. You know, people are scared of the unknown and some people like to live under a rock and don't sort of want to, don't want to have anything to do with it. And then some of the first testing they had done on it was in a university. And of course, at this time, this testing for any kind of testing, it was really expensive. And Lord Pai actually put about $50,000 of his own money into this project as well. And he wasn't really getting a ton out of it. So when they first managed to get some testing at a university, they ran the same test about four times. And it pretty much came back saying, there's nothing unusual here. It's a human skull. Lloyd Pye felt like that wasn't quite the right answer. He just had the feeling that they were just really trying to pass the skull off, kind of going, look, it's human. Don't talk to us. Like We don't want anything to do with this. And he also came to the conclusion because it was at a university, it was quite tampered with. Uh, it definitely wasn't a controlled environment, especially for looking at bones that are 900 years old. So many years later, he was actually able to disprove those claims. What he thought was wrong ended up actually being wrong. So that's great. But at that time, it was kind of his word against theirs. So Lord Pai would talk a fair amount. He was going around and showing the skull and talking to people. And it wasn't really until they could get DNA out of the skull that they sort of had their big breakthrough. Because, of course, if the skull was mutated or deformed, that has nothing to do with the actual DNA. Nature causes deformities, but nature cannot change DNA. And it took me a little bit to get my head around this, but I'll try to explain it the best I can so you can get an understanding. And, of course... It goes without saying, go check out Lloyd Pye's books. He wrote in great detail about the Star Child skull. So 99.99% of DNA all have nucleuses. As we know, we receive 23 chromosomes from our mother and 23 chromosomes from our father, which makes up a total of 46 chromosomes. The genes that we are made up of are made up of coil strands. And those coil strands are made up of nucleotides. And there are four nucleotides that make up everything that lives on our planet. So there's two different types of DNA. There's mitochondria and there's 16,000 based pairs. And you receive all of your mitochondria DNA from your mother. And then there's nuclear. And this is where you receive 23 of those chromosomes from your mum and your dad. But there is 3 billion base pairs that are in total when you receive those from both your mother and father. And we share that same base pairs with chimps and gorillas. With all that information in mind, they managed to get a sample from the human skull and the star child skull. And they started testing to see whether or not the human skull found was actually the mother of the star child. And from DNA testing, they actually discovered that that wasn't the mother of the star child. But they did determine that the star child's mother was human. So at this point, 
you could say, well, there you go. We know that the star child's mother was human, but it doesn't quite end there. So when they looked into the nuclear DNA of the star child, they found the mother's DNA, which was human, but there was no recovery of the dad's DNA, meaning whoever fathered the star child was not human. If he was human, the DNA would be in the star child's makeup. As I said, you cannot change DNA. DNA is the end-all and be-all in this kind of case. The smoking gun, as you could say. Some of the star child's DNA string was human, of course, has a human mother. But some DNA was not human, so there was not enough similarity for it to be completely human. So that kind of puts the argument to rest that whatever the skull is, it's not human. And you can kind of put your own idea to that, so what is it? And we believe the answer is, of course, extraterrestrial. And when you look at the typical abduction, sperm, eggs being taken from people, people having these pregnancies for four months and then having what seems like a miscarriage but without a fetus, I've spoken to people who've had that exact same claim. When you take that concept and then put it with the star child skull, this hybrid created from a extraterrestrial father, human mother, then this child is born. What, and what was this star child doing on Earth? The concept is that they would live amongst humans for some years, learn what it's like to live on Earth, and then they would be taken. And people claim to have hybrid children. When they're abducted, the extraterrestrials tell them to bond with their children and play with them. So this is not a new concept of this hybrid type theory. There has been other star child type skulls found all around Southern America. Lord Pye didn't really touch on those. So I was more going off his research and information, but I've seen video of people who have found other star child skulls, but there hasn't been a ton of other testing on these types of skulls. And touching briefly, because this whole episode has been talking about an unusual skull, it's interesting because when I had this information, I started to look a little bit into why people would purposely deform their skulls to elongate them, to make them longer. And what I have come to the concept of is that the gods that a lot of these cultures believed in had these bigger heads. You look into Egyptian culture or even Aztec and Inca type gods, the drawings and carvings of these gods to them had these bigger heads. So it's believed that people would make themselves look like the gods to look like royalty. And then the concept is, well, if these gods are extraterrestrials, they're trying to make themselves look more extraterrestrial, more alien. And there's actually museums who have these elongated skulls. People will claim that they are people who have actually deformed their heads to look like these gods. And some definitely are. You can tell the difference. Jump on the blog, have a look. You can tell the difference between someone who has had their head deformed uh, and elongated compared to a very smooth, almost perfect looking skull that was clearly not done on purpose, but just through the nature of that creature. So I definitely think there's something more to the ancient alien concept. And I definitely think we have the evidence right here on Earth in museums, you know, and in these books that people have written. There's definitely a lot more going on, I think. And the fact that the scientific community doesn't really want anything to do with it really is an eye-opener. 
into, well, what do we want as the human race? Do we want to know? Because I want to know. But do you want to know? If you really had the option to have full disclosure, do we really want it? Because it seems like there's a lot of people out there who don't. But then I think there's a lot of people on our team who we really do want to know. But regardless, the star child skull is not human. We have proven that. It's nothing from this world, from what we know of. There's nothing that matches its DNA perfectly. So thank you guys for listening to this episode. Please jump into the blog to find all the different media that I used in putting together this podcast. Definitely check out these extraterrestrial skulls I've been talking about. And unfortunately, Lloyd Pye died in December 2013. I want to finish with a Lloyd Pye quote because I felt it was really powerful. So this is history as big as history can be made. Thanks for listening. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.